Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. The Word of God in Proverbs 3, 5-6 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your understanding. You know what that means? Don't make decisions without the Lord. Amen? Go to the Lord in everything. See, you know where we get in trouble? It's when we start making decisions without going to the Lord. We think we know it all, right? We've been burnt once, so I'm the only one that knows how to do this. Sometimes we think our idea is the best, or we lean on our own understanding, or maybe somebody hurt me so I just can't trust anybody. How many can say that you've struggled with trust in your life? You know, the Bible talks about a regular guy. His name was Gideon. And he trusted in the Lord even when it didn't make sense. Have you ever met somebody and they just make good decisions? And you could tell they have a walk with the Lord? You know somebody like that in your life? Maybe somebody you grew up with and you're like, you know, I'm going to listen to them because they make good choices. We're going to talk about how to trust God more. And the very first thing is that God uses our challenges to get our attention. Amen. He uses our challenges to get our attention. The story is found in Judges chapter six. And so we're going to be going through Judges chapter six, but we find the nation of Israel. And let me tell you what, things are going great for them. The kids are behaving. Finances are looking good. Everything's coming up roses uh, for the Israelites. And it tends to happen to us the same way. Guess what happens to Israel? They forget God. They forget all of the provision that God did for them, and they become self-sufficient, and they just didn't need God anymore. So guess what the Lord does? The Lord says, I'm going to shake it up. So he's like, wait a minute. I'm going to stir up the enemy against them and show them how hard life can be without me. And verse 1 says this, that the Israelites did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. In the Bible, it actually says that they did evil in the sight of the Lord 49 times. 49. You would think they would get their act together. But I love what the verse says. It says not only did they do evil, but God handed them over to their enemy. You see, let me tell you a little bit about the enemy that was going on back then. The Midianites were extremely powerful. They oppressed the Israelites. They were basically bullies. They would show up to the Israelite camp once a year during harvest time. Can you imagine you and your family and you have planted seed and you've got your garden together and all of a sudden these people roll up in your town. Verse 5 says this. They would come with their livestock and their tents, coming in as numerous as the locusts. And both they and their camels were without number, and they would enter the land and destroy it. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says that it was so bad that the Israelites would run during that season and hide in caves. They would build strongholds, and they feared for their life. And it went on 
for seven years. Finally, the Israelites cry out for help. They cry out for help. And the question I have today is, why did it take so long? Why did it take so long? They're a lot like us. They waited for every option to play out until they couldn't take it any longer. They got to the end of their rope. And verse 6 says this. The Israelites were so impoverished because of the Midianites that the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. You know how many hard times and how many trials have to come into our life before we'll just stop and we'll turn to the Lord. But Gideon teaches us this, that every experience in life is a test. And every trial in life is God's opportunity to draw us close. You know, I know in my own life, things that I've gone through or my husband and I have gone through, our children have gone through. Don't let a tough situation go by without learning a lesson. Amen. You see, every trial God allows is so you can get closer to him. Because if not, we're like the Israelites. We'll just let people come into the camp and keep on stealing from us and taking from us and putting us down and causing trials. And God will allow you to go through things sometimes because he wants to get your attention. In Proverbs 3, 11 through 12, it says this. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects. You see, it says, just as a father, the son in whom he delights, he loves you too much to let you keep on living the way you are. So sometimes if you feel a little uncomfortable in what's going on, if things aren't quite going on the way you want to in your household, maybe God is trying to get your attention. C.S. Lewis said it this way. He said, God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks to us in our conscience, but he shouts to us in pain. It's his megaphone to awaken a deaf world. Can you imagine the way the world is going today? The things that are happening today in our world? I'm telling you, the way the gospel is being trashed and trampled, society, what is happening. And you see, the Lord sometimes will let us go through something because he needs to know how bad you need your God. Amen? And so I, I know when I've gone through tough times, he's a first name that I cry out. The problem is he wants us to cry out before it gets too bad. Amen? The second thing we learn is that God sees more than we do. God sees the whole picture. He sees the whole thing. The wonderful thing about God is that even though we're slow returning to him, he is never slow returning to us. Amen. You know, sometimes God sees us and we're like a child going the wrong way. Carlos and I, not too long ago, we went out to eat and we were eating at the Daily down on Cary Street. We sat in there. It was beautiful. You're actually, you sit outside on Cary and then some people are in the inside. And so I asked the waiter, I said, I would like to go to the bathroom. I said, can you tell me where it is? He got right beside me. He said, you see that exit sign right there? Just go right there and make a right. So clearly I'm listening to him and I take the biggest step with the biggest force I possibly could and ran into a glass wall. Gave myself a small concussion, knocked myself out and fell right into that man's arm. But you know, when we sat in there, that wall wasn't there. And so I turned to my husband and I'm thinking, why didn't you warn me? And he said at the same time, he was like, Rosie. 
He saw it. He saw what I mean the rest of the night I was with ice in my head. But how many of you know that God sees what you don't see? Amen. How many of you can say amen? He's seeing what's come against you. He sees what's in your future. He sees the challenges that you're going to have to face. Verses 7 and 8 of that same chapter show us when we cry out to God, he'll move in mercy and love toward us, and he'll tell us the truth. And for Israel, they've been disobedient, and God sends an unnamed prophet. He sends somebody that nobody knows to call them back to surrender in full devotion. And his plan includes this unlikely guy named Gideon. And Gideon, really, in society, he's a nobody. Their family is super poor. He's the youngest. He's got no authority. Nobody knows who Gideon is. But look at, and on top of that, look at where Gideon is. He's in a cave threshing wheat for the wine press. Why wouldn't he be doing that on the outside? And that's because when the news came that the Midianites would come into that town, they would go running. And so here is this guy that God wants to use, and he's hiding in a cave. And the angel of the Lord, in verse 12, says, The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. How many of you know that when God appoints you, he will call you out and prepare you? Amen? And see, God saw what he wanted to make of Gideon. God knows. He sees how powerful. He wants to use you, and he wants to equip you. Don't sit here and think you don't have a purpose and a calling. Amen? You see, God sees more than we do. Do you really know who you are? Do you really know? And one of the biggest lies we tell ourselves is this. I'm really not qualified. God could never use me. I don't have what, I'm not a warrior. I don't have what it takes. But I want to just give you a little bit of what the word of God says. It says, if you're a born believer, John 1.12 says you're a child of God. John 15.15 says that you are a friend of God. In Romans, it says that you've been justified. You've been freed forever from condemnations. And in Ephesians, it says you're adopted into his family. In Corinthians, it says you belong to God. In Philippians, it says your citizenship is in heaven. And Romans says you'll never be separated from the love of Jesus. Amen. And that you have everything you need in life to live a godly life. But there's one more thing that the Bible says, and he says it in Ephesians 2.10. God calls you his masterpiece. You know, when my kids were growing up, they would always have art class, and they would bring me something that they made, and I would pray to God to help me know what it was. I could not figure out what it was sometimes. And they were so proud, and they would bring it. How many moms do you remember that moment? And they would go, look, look, look what I made. And I'm like, Jesus, please, right now, show me what this piece of art is, right? But they were so proud because they were the creator. God is so proud of you. He is the master, right? And you are the masterpiece. And he knows exactly what he's created. Even though you feel sometimes like you don't have purpose, even though in life you may feel lost, God is not confused. Come on, let's give God the praise. 
He is the creator, and you are the masterpiece. Invite Rosalinda to speak at your meeting or group. Go to rosalinda.live for more details. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.